brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. They're Terrified and Tipsy is brought to you by Slash and Cast. That's how Apostle spread the word, by going out and having Dueling. loose lips. Loose lips. <laughs> loose lips. <laughs> Blabber-mouthing everyone. <laughs> Swell. That's a new one. I like it. <laughs> Swell. Well, it's because I slurred. But I liked it. It worked out fine. Is it because I've had too much alcohol? Not sure. Eh, who's to say? Who's And also, who's going to judge? And if you're going to judge, cut it out. Oh. Don't you judge my friend like Get that. out of my face. Get out of here. <laughs> but come back and listen to the rest of the episode. Okay, I mean, Just don't whatever. judge her, okay? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could judge me. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, how's it going? Pretty good. I would say swell as well. Oh. <laughs> Okay. All right. Why do you lead me into these stupid things to say? I know. It's just like, just crack that door open, knowing that you're going to step and right I go, in. Yeah, I kick it open to say dumb shit. <laughs> do you kick it open with your hand or your foot? Oh, I know I used my hand as a gesture, yeah. but only because my feet are under the table, but I would definitely use my foot. Because if you did do that, you'd kick me and I would be very upset. I know. And I don't want to hurt your other ankle or anything. Yes. I wouldn't do that. But I also would be afraid that if I like went, yeah, and like knocked a door in with my hand, I would hurt my wrist because I'm just, I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> You're a female. You've got weak arms. <laughs> weak wrist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh-huh. What did we watch? We are continuing Midnight Mass, the Netflix series, and we watched episode five. It is five, which means that after this episode, dos mas. Two more. Uh-huh. Just for the translation of people who doesn't know that, you know, it's Spanish, whatever. Thank you. You're welcome. What great teamwork we had. I know. <laughs> you know. Dos mas. Whatever. Okay. Dos mas. Uh, before we hop in mm-hmm. and do a lightning recap, we will remind our friends of a couple of things for the show. Okay. I think it's necessary. I think it's always necessary. Reminders are always helpful. Let's do it. 
tipsypod.com. Obviously, you can find everything for our podcast on that website. Yes. It has all of our social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. I'll take it. I mean, I missed the first one. but I, That's okay. okay. I'll take it. It also has ways to support our show, whether it be through merch or buying us a glass of wine from buymeacoffee.com. Mm-hmm. Those are great ways to support our show. Of course. But there's also our Patreon. I love our Patreon. Me too. So fun. And there's so many cool exclusives on there that if you are a patron, then you will have access to. And what are they, Stephanie? There are three different tiers. So you pick what works best for you, but you can get episodes a day earlier. So they come to you on Tuesday. You get ad-free episodes. You also get exclusive content, like videos of interviews that we've done that aren't on the normal feed, but they are for you on Patreon. (laughs) And you get to vote on episodes that we watch. You get to make suggestions to us. And we give you a shout out. So, uh. Why not? Check it out. Get on there. It's worth it. Do it. <laughs> pressure. Peer pressure. Do it. <laughs> That's what we do. It's fine. They're used to it by now. Um, should we hop in? Of course we should. Yay. <laughs> We are on episode five. Do I need to give it like a refresher IMDb oh. thing about it? Should I? I don't think so. Okay. Guys, there's like a weird, like isolated island. There's a charismatic priest. Weird shit's happening. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very good IMDb recap. They should really let me do something. They stuff. really I should, should. start submitting my own synopsis for them. I mean, that was kind of like five words and yeah. it like encompassed the entire thing. Can't you on IMDb like edit information on there? I don't think you can. Well, like, general statement, maybe you? Maybe. I think we should try it. Okay. I think we should give, you know how they give, like, uh, like trivia type stuff? Uh Uh-huh. We should see if we can, like, find, like, a really cool piece of trivia that's not on there Uh and see if we can submit it. Mm. And then start working our way into synopsis. Yeah. Synopsi. Synopsi. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, whatever we're going to say, it's fine. Um, should I give a lightning recap of episode four? Uh, can I request you to do that? Because I really want it. Go ahead. Go. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Limber up again. Oh, so mm. much stretching happening. I get excited. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. So Father Paul is still not feeling well. And then evil Beverly gives him like this weird chicken and ginger soup that sounds super awful. And somehow she knows that Monsignor Pruitt and Father Paul are the same person. I don't know how she knows it because she saw the article, but cool. So Riley's on a fishing boat with his dad and his dad gives him this weird half-ass apology for his behavior, which really wasn't helpful at all. Aaron's at the doctor's office and she finds out that she's completely lost her baby. Not a miscarriage, but like completely gone. Like vanished. The baby's nowhere to be found. And then Riley goes over to her house at night. They hang out. Nothing sexual happens. Don't worry. But they just hang out. They get into this deep conversation about death and whatever whatever happens they wake up the next morning together fine cool again I think sexual happens that night joe goes to father paul's house to like talk to him about his weird urges for to drink again but father paul gives this crazy ass weird bear hug and kills him and starts drinking the blood should have a scalp like a freaking vampire so now that we know he's kind of a vampire too which also makes it really creepy he couldn't go to mass the next day because he's covered in joe's blood so bev decides to do a weird cover-up thing and have this whole plan to get rid of joe's body so they just decide to move mass to midnight okay we're nothing about that at all Riley goes to his AA meeting. Monsignor shows up. I guess Father Paul, same person, shows up and says that Joe's not going to be there because he's visiting sister on the mainland. Uh, Riley's sketched out by it. He knows something's wrong with that because he knows that Joe's sister is dead. So instead of going to Aaron's house that night, he goes back to the rec center later that day to go confront Father Paul to be like, I know you lied to me. But then he sees this weird, crazy trench coat wearing top hat looking angel thing with these button flap wings on the trench coat so its wings can fly out inside the rec center. And this weird trench coat angel thing attacks Riley, starts sucking his blood like a vampire. And then Monsignor closes the door like nothing ever happened. And that's it. <sighs> 
That was good. Thanks. It was a little lengthier than the last ones, but a lot happened in the last episode. It's fine. There was a lot that happened. Mm-hmm. You did good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we should start with episode five. Yeah. Okay. Episode five, the gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Annie goes into Riley's room, mm-hmm. sees that he hasn't come home that night. Yes. At breakfast, they talk about needing to sit down with Riley, let him know that he at least needs to tell his family where he's been mm-hmm. or where or if he's, he's not going. coming home. Correct. Mm-hmm. And Warren's like, oh, I hear rumors that he's been uh, shacking up with Aaron. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, you know what? You know, Warren, he's such a little brother. Uh-huh. Because I would totally do that, too, if that was my sister. But mom seems OK with it. She's like, well good for him I and know. I'm like who is this woman she's evolved I know <laughs> she's like dancing in the living room and yeah, like holding her husband into the bedroom woman. oh my mm-hmm. god well, maybe she's getting some now it seems like it <laughs> Ed's back's not hurt no more so no, maybe no <laughs> well as this is happening Erin's checking her phone mm-hmm. tries to call Riley obviously it goes to voicemail yep And then we also see that Dr. Sarah is working on her computer and her mother comes in. Mm -hmm. She's looking younger and younger. She looks younger than Sarah does. Yes, she does. Crazy. Yes, she does. So Joni, another character, one of the townspeople talks to the sheriff about Mm -hmm. her missing boy, Bull, Mm -hmm. who was the drug dealer. Right. His name is actually Bill, but he was a drug dealer that went missing, that went into that abandoned house when he heard his own voice echoing in it. So stupid. I know. Mm. Bull, you're an idiot. Okay. (laughs) So the sheriff said that the last person who saw him was Joe Collie. Mm -hmm. And then Joni's like, you need to go talk to him. And he's like, all right, fine. Fine, whatever. (laughs) So the mayor and Sturge are at the church sign changing the mass times. Mm -hmm. They change it to 8 p.m. and midnight. Mm -hmm. Due to a head cold? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sketchy. All right. No so the, one thinks it's weird. No one does. No. No one questions okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So the mayor gets distracted by something as he is talking to the churchgoers. It's Dr. Sarah and her mother are yeah. walking to church. Now, her mother hasn't been to church in for how long? Right. Because she's actually an older woman who is suffering from dementia and she's had a very frail body. But now she looks like she's maybe 40. Oh, yeah. And um, what was her name? Dolly, the mayor's wife? The mayor's wife is yeah. Dolly, yes. She's like beside herself. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my, th- this is- Millie, you this, look good. This is like a miracle. Uh-huh. So Aaron goes over- throw that word around a lot in I the know. show. <laughs> miracle and God's will. Uh-huh. So Aaron goes over to see Annie and mm-hmm. asks where Riley is. Yeah. And they both haven't seen him. So then she goes to the boat where Warren and Riley's dad are and asks if they've seen Riley. Mm-hmm. Then his dad gets pissed and thinks that he's like going back to, down the same road that he was going. He went MIA He or went something. MIA. Yep. He snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, he apologizes to Warren, but he's, he's just getting irritated. Yep. All right. So now as the sheriff is on the phone trying to find out where Joe is, mm-hmm. Aaron goes in to see him and she can't find Riley. Like mm-hmm. she's like, he hasn't been missing for more than like 24 hours or whatever. She's like, he said he was going to come over. Yeah. So Aaron gives him the rundown of when the last time she saw him or knew where he was. And one thing she said that made the sheriff's ears perk up was when she mentioned that he was at the AA meeting with Joe. Mm-hmm. So he was in an interaction with Joe. So there's like a bunch of different stories going on but they're all kind of like right. he's trying to connect because them. the sheriff can't find joe but then she said that he was going to the aa meeting with joe and the sheriff's like well was joe definitely there right and she's like i don't know i know he goes to the meetings but i don't know for sure so he's like writing all these notes down and he's asking her like what they talked about like give me some detail he's like i just need to hear if there's something maybe he said that you didn't pick up on that may trigger that him going somewhere or harming himself or something correct and she tells him that the night they did hang out they were talking about death which he's like uh Uh oh (laughs) and he asks how riley seemed when they were talking about it and she said that he seemed fine 
which scares her because she's heard that people who are thinking about killing themselves just are talk fine. about it casually. Yeah. Are, are, are fine. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, okay. okay. Well, that's not a good sign. Uh-huh. So at church that night, everyone gathers there. Mm-hmm. Father Paul comes in with his carafe of wine blood, blood and pours it, you know, in with one of the other ones. Yep. The Good Friday service starts and Father Paul talks about the gospel which means good news. So mm-hmm. it's the good news about, you know, everything that's happening. God doesn't want you to fight for your country. He wants you to fight for God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say that they are in a war and that God is going to ask them to do horrible things and they just need to listen to it. Yeah, they are God's army. So at this point, Sarah's mother, Millie or mm-hmm. Mildred, yep. she's like looking real uncomfortable with this message. Mm-hmm. And Father Paul like basically just does a mic drop and walks out. Yeah, he gets so into these like sermon speeches that he gives yeah. and he ends it with welcome to God's army. We're going to do great things. And like you said, just mic drop fucking struts off the stage yeah. and everybody in the church is like so moved by it. Well, and obviously Sarah's not because she never goes to church. Right. But even her mom is like, oh, this doesn't feel what? right. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. So Sarah's mother all but runs out of the church after yeah. the service is done. And when Sarah could catch up to her, she asked her like, what's wrong? And she says that Sarah never needs to go back to that church. That is not her church or the man that she ever knew. Yep. So Sarah's like, I don't know what, what the fuck that means. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I don't go to church. That part's fine. But what's the rest of what you're talking about? Yeah, like, uh, fill me in a little can bit. You give me a little bit more. No? Okay. <laughs> so Aaron is sleeping on her couch that night. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a loud knock on the door. It happens a couple times. Mm-hmm. She jumps up, answers the door. And it's Riley. The fuck? And she immediately lays in on him and demands to know where he was. Mm-hmm. His response to her was, do you remember when we were younger, we took the rowboat out, smoked some cigarettes, watched the sun come up. He wants her to go do that with him. Yeah. And she agrees. She, okay. So we'll see. So she asks about like what this is all about. Like mm-hmm. what, what what is going on? And he begins to talk to her about stars and campfires blah, blah, blah. and talking in circles. And Primitive I'm like, hunters. I'm like, get to the point. What are you talking about, right. Riley? I live in my notes. I wrote blah, blah, blah. I go, please get to the point, Riley, because... <laughs> I don't care about primitive hunters. I want to know what the fuck happened to you with that trench coat demon angel person. Please do not be Bev right now. No. We don't, we don't have time for just that. Just tell us what happened. He's like, I'm going to tell you a story, but you're not going to believe it. Yeah. So just listen. So we flash back to the rec center where mm-hmm. he was attacked. So now mm-hmm. we're picking up where we left off there. Father Paul leans down. He like cracks Riley's neck back Ugh. in place. Takes him a couple times to do it. Ugh. But fa- father's eyes are glowing. Yes. So he starts talking about him having a sister, Alice. She was older. She was smaller than him. He's using it as like a distraction while he kind of unbreaks his neck. Okay. And then she died of polio. He said, God has a plan and we shouldn't be afraid of death. And then basically Riley just passed out. Like after he snapped his neck a couple of times. Yeah. He passed out until the next morning. Yeah. Okay. So Riley wakes up. Father Paul is sitting in a folding chair in the middle of this empty rec center, <laughs> reading the Bible, I think. Uh-huh. Riley freaks out, obviously. Mm-hmm. He tries to like run out, but obviously he gets burned by the sunlight. Yeah. He does that skin boil thing again. <laughs> that skin boil thing. It's not great. <laughs> 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Father Paul pulls him back in uh-huh. and tells him to have a seat. He's going to explain everything what's happening to the best he can. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, he said it took his neck six hours to heal. Oh, he's like, oh, it only took six hours. So your arm will be fine. Your arm will heal in no time. I'm like, what? <laughs> How long has he been on that floor? I don't know. Did you want to get him a pillow or something? Something. That floor is hard. He's going to get like a crick in his neck. And at one point, too, when Riley woke up when he was like cracking his neck, Father Paul was like, oh, you're looking better. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You just witnessed this creepy trench coat angel like snapping his neck and drinking his blood and you're going to tell him he looks better? That's I can't. True. I can't. Th- that, that's true. Mm. So he starts with the serenity prayer and Father Paul begins with his childhood. Yeah. And kind of like where it all started. Riley asks like who he is mm-hmm. and Father Paul says that you know who I am. Mm-hmm. He goes on to ask him why he showed up last night. He said he's been thinking about why Riley came in when he did because he's known Riley forever. Yep. And he's like, you've never just shown up somewhere. Yep. And then Riley says, Joe Colley's sister. Yeah, because Father Paul wants to believe that Riley was drawn to something. God spoke to Riley and told him to go there. So he's trying he to basically project onto Riley. Like, I know you were pulled here. And he shuts him down. He's like, no, Joe's sister. And as like, he calls him out on his lie. Yeah. And even Father is like, yeah, I did lie to you about... Joe's sister and it's like no I wasn't brought here by some higher power I was brought here by your bullshit lies right oh it's so awkward (laughs) he said that God had worked through him and Mm -hmm. called him home and then Riley gets real irritated rightfully so Mm -hmm. he says that he killed him and Father Paul said that he has to accept what happened to Joe yeah and that he has to accept what happened to him last night these are things that we cannot change and you just need to accept them Uh uh-huh Riley demands to know what that thing, quote unquote, was, Uh uh, this angel demon blood sucking thing, and tells him (laughs) that he was an angel. He's a scary looking angel. He is a scary looking angel. Uh, But are all angels like that? Are we just, have we like, have we been misled? Have we been, yeah, have we like created this like beautiful 
angel? Well, I would imagine that that's what people would think anyway, because when you think of angels in heaven, it's supposed to be this like beautiful desired place. That thing is not like it belongs in a beautiful desired place. But they like quoted some things from the Bible that it, they were everybody's got a terrified. Got a like, dark. Uh, when angels showed up. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't get it. So just then, Bev saunters in. God, she's so involved in everything. She drives me crazy. She just kind of casually comes in. She's like, oh, good. He's up. Shut okay. the fuck up, Bev. I can't stand her. <laughs> I hate her. Father Paul calls her over and tells her to stand in front of Riley. Ugh. And he goes, don't worry. I'll hold him. What? Uh, what? You're going to... Okay. I don't like it at so all. So she leans in and Riley can hear the blood beating like in her neck. The artery s- in her neck. Yes. And smell the blood. And he can see the vein in her neck glowing gold. And he's just like honed in on it and his eyes start to glow. His eyes start glowing. And then <sighs> he lunges at her. Yeah. He tells Bev that this is enough. Yeah. And he would call her for the next part, whatever that meant. And then Riley, like, leans over in pain. Yeah, like, his he's crumbling, stomach. Just mm-hmm. like Father Paul was doing. Yep. Okay. So Father Paul tells him why he's feeling, what he's feeling, and why he wanted to kill her. Yep. And he tells him that he felt no remorse for where Father Paul killed Joe. Mm-hmm. And that because of God's will, that he erased all of the guilt from him. Yeah. And that he asked Riley how he feels knowing that he has no guilt. Yeah. Riley says for disgusted. Killing Joe. Yeah. He says he feels disgusted and angry. Father Paul snaps, uh-huh. yells at Riley, asks and asks how he really feels. He pauses and says that he's jealous. Mm-hmm. I promise you complete honesty, and I am giving that to you. And I'm tired of you lying to me, Riley Flynn. I've forgiven it time and again, but today is critical for us, and I am finished. Complete honesty. How does it make you feel? Jealous. Which, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. He said that God chose Riley and he saved his life. Now he needs to have the courage to accept it. Mm-hmm. Father Paul says that he is so sorry he was frightened last night by the angel, but everyone who has encountered angels in the Bible have all been terrified. I don't what? get it at all. I guess I, I don't, don't know about, th- I mean, I know about the Bible a little bit. Yeah. But I don't remember ever thinking of them think- as like demonic yeah. or anything. And no. maybe, maybe because I was a child when I learned about, you know, Christianity and things like that, yeah. that it was, you know, they were all nice. That's, they were ugly. That's how or they're scary. even portrayed in art and stuff, too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I was confused by that. Okay. Like, okay. All right. Well, then Q Bev walking in the goddamn door again because oh this bitch is everywhere. She's there all the time. She's so annoying. Can I just need her to go get a fucking hobby. Dislodge yourself from Father Paul's ass. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. Because it seems like maybe his stomach discomfort is because you've burrowed so far up his asshole. <laughs> I can't stand you've it. You've gone too far, Bev. Gone too far. <laughs> You're making his stomach upset. Please dislodge yourself. That's the pain he's feeling, okay? (laughs) Not the hunger. You up his butt. (laughs) So she comes in with a cup to bless Riley. Mm -hmm. It's like a fucking goblet. It's so bizarre. Oh, it is, yeah. And Sturge is there. Yes, he is. (sighs) She is is pretty bitter that God chose Riley (laughs) to be the chosen one and Uh not her. Uh She tells him that when Jesus comes back, that it won't be pretty. And it's all right there, like in the book, in the Bible. Yeah, because she gets mad at him because he still doesn't believe and he still has an attitude. And she goes, 
on like a fucking montage. Every time this woman talks, it's a damn montage. I mean, a monologue every time she talks. And I'm like, get to the point. <laughs> so as she's on this giant tangent about nobody knows what, Sturge starts like rolling up his sleeve. And he's got like bandages all over his forearm. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why him, but whatever. So as she's talking, Sturge cuts his own wrist and pours a fuck ton of his own blood into this golden goblet. <laughs> And I don't understand why he's the quote unquote chosen one to have to offer up his blood. Is he just like, they're like, Sturge, we need someone. He's like, fine. Is that what happened? He's like, I guess he's, I guess he's He's like, I have blood. (laughs) He seems to be, he seems to be pretty on board with whatever Bev says. Yeah. Like, he's like, I don't want to like displease anybody. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's like, fine, I have blood. Here you go. I don't, okay. I mean, it shouldn't you, like, didn't your, your body has to, like, re... He's like, all bandaged re- up. Who knows yeah. how much blood he's given? He's got to be lightheaded, that Can't poor guy. Can't you only give blood, like, a couple, like, once a month or something he's like that? He's giving a lot, too. He's going to die. He put a lot in that goblet. <laughs> so he's, like, re-bandaging his arm, and she walks over to Riley and tells him to drink it, and he's, like, grossed out by it. He's like, no, yeah. I don't want Because you can see, like, the blood in it. And the father basically tells him, like, it's okay, you have to drink it. Don't like tell yourself no, whatever. He grabs the goblet and devours. Yeah, he does. Like cannot drink it fast enough, the blood in this chalice thing. It's, <laughs> Well, after he like finishes his drink, uh-huh. uh, Father Paul asks Riley if he feels at peace and he mm-hmm. says yes. Yeah. Reluctantly. He nods. Yeah. yeah. So Bev comes in and tells them that the sun is down because they've been in this rec center all day because they can't he leave. He can't go out. Mm-hmm. So Bev comes in, says the sun is down, and that the people will be arriving at church soon. Mm-hmm. Father Paul tells Riley that he can go. And Riley's like, uh, that, that's it? Yeah, that's like, all- what happens next? I'd be right. like, I have a lot more fucking questions. Right? what's going to happen to me? What do I have to do? Like, can I only go out at night now, I guess? Like, there'd be so many follow-up questions that he's like, nope, you're good. Peace out. Bye. Uh, okay. Yeah, but what about the blood? Like, what about... Like, what I just about drink... Urges? I just drink blood from a chalice. Like, what are you talking about? I can just go? Like... But Bev know. was like, I thought we were keeping him here right, and not letting him free. And he's like, nope, he's fine. We can leave him alone. He can go. Yeah, just enjoy the new senses that you're going to have and the experience that you're going to be like feeling in this, you know, this new world, basically. So they let him go. They let him go. And they watch him from the doorway of the rec center. And he's kind of like stumbling through the field, confused, probably seeing all types of weird shit. And Bev is afraid that he's going to start telling people what happened, but the father is not afraid at all because he's like, well, that just means he's an apostle and he's spreading the word. Correct. Okay. That's how that's how apostles spread the word by going out and having loose lips. Loose lips. <laughs> loose lips. Blubber mouthing everywhere. <laughs> Riley walks down the street. His eyes are glowing. Mm-hmm. He walks down to the shore and he kind of stares into the night. Mm-hmm. He walks over to the church when it lets out. He kind of watches everybody kind of walk out. Mm-hmm. His stomach starts growling. He goes to his parents' house. He like watches them as they're sleeping, which was really weird for it me. It was creepy. And then their artery and their neck oh, is yeah. glowing and he can hear their pulse, like their heart beating. Yep. He Ugh. goes into his brother's room and sees him. And then back in the boat with Aaron, mm-hmm. um, he says that he brought her out there into the middle of the water to not hurt her or scare her or anything yeah. like that. She says she's not scared. And he's just there, like, not saying a thing. Like, mm-hmm. she's talking the entire time. She demands to know, you know, what he needs or what he wants from her. Like, why did you bring me out here? Yeah. Like, this is weird. Yeah. So he said he brought her out there because he didn't want anywhere else to go. Like, he wanted to be in a place where he couldn't run. Yeah. He said he's never been as strong as her. Mm-hmm. He tells her that he wants her to run. He's like, row this boat just, to the mainland. Just get away from this island. You've got to go. Yep. 
So he is sorry that she has to see this. He says that he loves her. He's always loved her. Mm -hmm. He just kind of throws it all out there. But he has to do this because it's the only way that she will believe what he's saying and help whatever's going on on the island. Correct. Like this is what he thinks is the best thing (laughs) for her. So as he's talking, we can see the sky color changing. We could tell the sun is rising. Mm -hmm. This is kind of like his dream where now he's in this rowboat across from her and he couldn't see the sunrise the last time in his dream. All he did was see Aaron. And we see the sun starting to come over the horizon. Yeah. He closes his eyes. He Mm -hmm. said, he's like, I did my best. When he opens his eyes back up, the girl that he killed is sitting in front of him. But she's not harmed. No. Because every time he sees her, she's got the glass all in her face and she's a mess. So now when he sees her, he's just her, she's her normal self. Like It's like he's at peace. They're sitting in the boat together. He can see her. She reaches her hand out to him. He grabs her hand. Because God was going to take away all the guilt. Right. So he has had all this guilt taken away from Mm -hmm. him. He is the chosen one. Apparently. Apparently. So she reaches his hand out for his and then he opens his eyes back to Aaron. Yeah. And then she is screaming bloody Oh my God. Ear piercing screams. Yes. did a great job she her really screaming was like oh it was uncomfortable on point. because riley is engulfed in flames his face is on fire he looks like freaking lava yeah and i'm like but you're still in a wooden boat like, <laughs> this is not i know safe. we're on water but the boat can still burn and it seems very unsafe for aaron to be stranded in the middle of the ocean on a boat that's on fire but true that doesn't happen no he's just on fire and she is screaming yeah he basically just turns to ash yes Right in front of her. Right in front of her. Like, you could have warned a girl. Fuck. (laughs) You could have told her what was going to happen. Like, giving her a heads up. Like, hey, by the way, when the sun hits me, I'm going to engulf in flames. And she's like, bullshit. Holy fuck, it's true. Well, maybe he didn't think that he was going to burst all into flames. Maybe he's so fast. I know. Well, maybe he, because I mean, he didn't know. So maybe he thought he was just going to get a little burn like he did when he walked out. Ouch, a little sunburn. Yeah. (laughs) So that she would believe him and maybe he didn't need to do it. I think he meant to die. I I think he went out there with the intention to be like, I don't know how to deal with this life as my new form or whatever. And he's already not happy with his current life. And he knows the only way to save the island is to sacrifice himself. So I think he knew that the only person who could do any good was Aaron. Although I don't think he prepared her for the situation well. No. At all. He's like, here's a weird story. Bye. (laughs) Go do with it what you will. (laughs) It's God's will. It's God's will. So that's how episode five ended with Riley becoming engulfed in flame, becoming ash. Yes, that is true. Holy heavy. Holy heavy. (laughs) Of course, I needed to know what happened after this. So I just continued watching. That means Netflix won. No. That means they won because you started binging. I did it the next day. Did you? I did. Did you watch six and then seven? No. Yeah. Those are the two that I watched together. Did you binge them? You binged them. I can tell by your face. You have to think about it. You binged it. I did. Those are the only two it that I did. It took you episode six and seven, but Netflix <laughs> finally has a small victory over you. It's because they got me on this stupid <laughs> series. I had to know more. I know. Well, and I was thinking about this series too, because we were talking about before we started recording that every episode, it's like each episode builds and builds and builds. And in the last five minutes, all this shit happens. It's a cliffhanger. And then it starts the next episode with building. building. It happens every yeah. episode the same way. So typically I'd be like, oh my God, like get to the point. But I don't feel that way at all no. in this series. I just, because I don't know 
what's going to happen. And I'm like so intrigued by like these little sub like stories and like what's happening here. And is this going to mean something for here? It's just, it's interesting. It's like, who's the good person? Who's the bad person? Right. Like, is this angel I mean, good the bad or is person angel bad? Is definitely Bev. Well, she's awful. She, no, she is awful. She is the villain. She gets worse. It, she gets worse. God, I hate her. She gets worse. Everybody, Bev is a bitch. <laughs> what did you call her? Brady bitch. Brady bitch. Because her hair is always in that French braid. Yeah. Every time she doesn't have her hair any different. Brady bitch. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Brady bunch. Not Brady, Brady bunch. She's the Brady bitch. Brady bitch. Right. Oh my God. So obviously next week we're going to be watching episode six. Yes. So we don't have to have any weird like, what are we going to watch next week? Watch the same shit. Because we're finishing this series because we have to know what happens. <laughs> So we got two more episodes until this series is over. And if you're like anything like me, I mean, I don't do the next flicks mm-hmm. where it tells me what to do, but uh-huh. I had to, I had to you find out. You caved a little bit. It's fine. I, I did. Get I get it. Because it was a series, not necessarily Netflix, but maybe it was Netflix a little bit. I don't know. Oh, I maybe. think maybe it got me. I don't know. They don't really know. do push the next episode on you really quickly. So they it's really hard do. to like miss it. Yeah. They upset me. <laughs> and well, you know, I had free time. So okay, I was like, eh, why not? <laughs> I think that's how that's how it starts. That's uh-huh. like the entry like, level. Oh, I got time to watch another episode, mm. and then and then you got ten hours six later episodes done. You're like, damn it, <laughs> Netflix, you win again. <laughs> so yeah, watch episode six so we could talk about it next week. Uh-huh. And reminders: find all of our social media. You can find it on our website. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram TikTok. Oh. oh, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Twitter, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I messed you up. That's okay. Yeah, I tried. I can say it in a different order, but I have it so in my brain in one order that I'm just going to keep doing it. I know. I'm just going to screw you up every once in a while. It's fine. (laughs) You need that every once in a while. I'm like, damn, it's fine. (laughs) This is good. Keep on my toes. Um, Check out our Patreon, three different tiers, see what works best for you, but there's all types of exclusive goodies on there. So definitely check it out because it's worth it. Yes. It is worth it. Is it worth it? Let you work it. Let you back when I reverse it. People like, stop singing Missy Elliott, please. <laughs> you fucked up last time. Stop singing Missy Elliott. Yeah, you did it twice. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. I, uh, I don't, oh my God. Are we only at 26 minutes for this episode? Oh <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt it like that, but ah. what? That's a first that, for us. That ever. is a first. I'm impressed. Holy shit. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, 
Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.